Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Two Girls, One Doc. One Doc. It's your girl, BD. It's Foreign's the foodie. And we are back. I got it this time. Yeah, we're back. Well we're back. We're um, back. Some housekeeping, though, before we get into the episode. Last week was actually the 100th documentary that we've ever covered on the podcast. That's taken into account. We've done some with multiple parts. We've done, like... Yeah, some with multiple parts. But this is like the actual 100th. Well, not this one. Last week was the actual 100th documentary that we covered. I meant to say it last week, but I forgot. I, so, yeah, I didn't. Congratulations even. to us. Yes. Congratulations to us. Can't who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? I can't believe I watched 100 documentaries. I On mean, this podcast alone. Not even yeah, to think about the ones we watched life, beforehand. Yeah, I mean, obviously I've enjoyed each and every one of them, but yeah. But um, also in regards to that 100th episode, last week we mentioned uh, the case of Nicola Bully who went missing. And at the time I said Nicole, her name was actually Nicola. Um, And we record in advance. So at the time that we we recorded that episode, her body hadn't been discovered yet. Mm. So we're talking about it as if like she's just missing. And obviously now in the future, we know that unfortunately her body was found and she, yeah. So we just want to say RIP. to her it's really really sad super sad i just kept thinking like imagine if that was your mom like she just dropped you off at school and then you never see her again like under such i don't know if suspicious is the right word but just yeah like it just doesn't seem clear what's going on at least to yeah. us the public but but yeah so i just wanted to yeah. put that out there um r.i.p to her yeah r.i.p honestly and deepest condolences to the fam man it's actually just insane actually insane and British police, I reserve all comments. <laughs> all comments are reserved. All comments are reserved. So this documentary is called The Social Media... Um, oh God, I've forgotten the, the first bit of it. Social Media Murders. It's like a... Yeah, it's ca- a like a... Series. A group of... Yeah. yeah, series. That's it. Yeah. Um, and this particular case is the Mo- Molly Mc claren case i actually will go back and watch all the others i'm just intrigued this was a okay so this documentary is on itv and it's is the first itv documentary we've done i think it is um i feel like there was another one but i'm not 100 mm, sure yeah and it's it's it is it is it is what it is like it's not netflix in terms of like the thrills frills and thrills it's not you know it, it is shady edits yeah it just is what it is it's very much these are the facts this is it it's very british i think it's a quintessential british like documentary basic yeah like it is what it is um it's not so much a documentary as it is like an episode on a tv series i would yeah. say yeah it's kind of almost like dateline but british like that kind of thing yeah like, yeah um, but I really just wanted to do this case for well, this documentary in particular because I'd listened to the case before and I'd heard about it, but I didn't know the details. So I, then I listened to a podcast that covered it and I was like, you know what? Like, this is something I definitely want to like cover if I could find a documentary on it. And luckily I did. So I was very, very um, happy when I found that and I thought I'd cover it, especially because it's British. Um, so the documentary opens up with a news clip about the murder of Mo- Molly McLaren and um, we're told that she's been stabbed. So the way this documentary goes is like it it kind of like it does jump a bit from like, OK, like the past to 
I wouldn't say present day, but to closer to the present day. So after mm-hmm. the fact almost. So I'm going to try and narrate it in a way that makes that clear, but just bear that in mind. Yeah, and it kind of goes back and it has like, oh, uh, five weeks before, uh, yeah. two weeks before. So it's, a like bit, it's basically a crescendo, like a build up to... Yeah, and it's fact. not it's not hard to follow when you're watching it, but obviously when we're talking about it and there's no yeah. like on-screen text, it might be a bit tricky. Yeah. So... Um, we're in April 2016, 14 months before Molly's murder. And I really was like racking my brain, like, what was I doing? Not on that day, because I would never know what I was doing on that day. What, but in 2016? Yeah, because this was just after we, just we finished uni. Yeah, so I was probably just working. Oh, I was doing my pre-reg, suffering. Yeah, just working and working for the white man. <laughs> Slavery. Um. So... This was 14 months before Molly's murder and we see clips of Molly from social media and she's just like a really fun, typical young girl having fun, like life of the party, white girl wasted kind of energy, like just bubbly. And we so the girl that you meet in the bathroom you're like, oh my God, babe, like I love your yeah, dress. Definitely like, that stop energy. Stop it, can you hold the door while I pee? Oh my God, it's like, yeah, that kind yeah, of vibe. Definitely that energy. Um, so we learned that she loved exercise and she wanted to go into fitness and nutrition like she was definitely a gym babe so as everybody does i guess in that time i don't remember if i was on dating apps at that stage i can't remember oh i know i wasn't signed up to a dating app i can't remember i know that i was on hinge like 2018 2019 like really really on hinge but i can't remember if i was in 2016 but either way she joins tinder and she matches with this guy called josh and we see his profile um he's just like typical like i think he's like the tall dark and handsome that white people speak of but yeah if i was to equate what he looks like i don't know if you guys know this guy and i will i will find him not in person but i will find a picture of him and post him he's white and he he's gay and he's i don't know if he was from x Factor or something there was some tv show that mm. he became popular from and now he's on everything like he's he's obvious like when you see him you know he's gay he's dark hair and sometimes wears makeup what I, rylan is that what his name is i don't know if i'm thinking of the same guy because the guy that I'm thinking of doesn't look like the guy that we're discussing. Well, we will. I'll post when I. Oh, I need. To, I don't even know how I would search him. But is it Rylan? Is that his name? That might not even be his name. How do you? From I don't even know what show he was. Hold on, let me type. Why is Rylan coming in my head? Rylan Clark, English presenter. Is he got dark hair? Yeah. Let me see. Type it in. You have your laptop, no? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing it now. Yeah. He's this, everywhere. Yeah, this is the guy. I didn't know his name. How did how did I know that? Wow, look at my brain. I know what he it's did. So like, funny I could see how, him like, in my face, but I, in my face. I could see him in my head. But in I your head. It's so funny to me how like things that you don't even focus on like penetrate your mind yeah. and then like just in some deep crevice in your mind and then like a time such as this, you can yeah. pick up on it and now you know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, I get what you mean. Similar vibes. Same they concept. have dark hair yeah. and they're men. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, same concept. <laughs> um... So Molly and Josh meet like after a week of talking and like they have an instant connection and chemistry um, and we see some of their texts on screen. It's all this, oh my gosh, I can't believe how much I like you. I can't believe how much I like you. Yeah, like honeymoon phase. Yeah, honeymoon phase. Um, And we get to December of 2016 and this is now six months before her death. And this actually makes you realise this whole thing happened really quickly exactly like which it was is just so like quick what the hell but you know what this also like with like 
the way people date as well like it it's just because i feel like if it was me i would still be in the talking stage at this stage but they already entered a relationship and everything it was yeah so it's six months and it's like if he wasn't a mad person yeah this would have been like oh great like you guys met you knew you were the one and exactly but he just had to be mad yeah yeah it would have been the 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 one of three people who meet the loves of their life on dating apps on a dating app literally so molly says molly's mum says he once said to molly that he'd not had a girlfriend before she was his first girlfriend she actually felt a little bit sorry for him that maybe he was a bit lonely whereas she wasn't she was looking for love but he seemed to be looking not just for love but just being wanted by someone so I think that's a really key thing to to say that was picked up on early on and it comes up again just in who he is and his personality and everything. So Molly's parents say in the early days that he was um, easy to get along with. They had no reason to believe that there was anything wrong with him as a person. Like he was decent vibes. Um, and the dad was even like, yeah, like we used to chill and talk about football and everything. Like he was very, very calm and comfortable in the house. So we meet Philip Bennett and he is the prosecution barrister. And he says that the question in this case, this is what I mean about the jumping. So suddenly we've gone to post the murder because yeah, he's like, yeah. the question in this case wasn't about whether he killed Molly. It was about his mental state because if they could prove diminished responsibility, then we were talking about manslaughter and not murder. So Molly's cousin says that Josh and Molly really bonded on like gym. So Josh loved the gym, Molly loved the gym and also like just mental health challenges. So just had told her from early on that he was bipolar mm-hmm. um, and Molly had suffered with bulimia and anxiety. So for them, it was really bonding to like be like, okay, you know what? Like we both had our challenges and yeah. Molly's parents were like, yeah they were a bit like mm, when he said he had bipolar but they were like you know what molly's had her challenges if this works for the two of them then why not which exactly and it should really have been fine because he didn't do the things that he did solely because he suffers from bipolar disorder so it's kind of like they were good to check themselves in that like okay cool just because he has bipolar disorder doesn't necessarily mean that like he's a bad guy i mean he was a bad guy but it's not necessarily because of the bipolar disorder. Of so, course, like, no yeah. one did anything wrong here yeah, except yeah. for what's his name, yeah. Josh. So it's February twenty seventeen, and Molly is starting to see that something is off about Josh. So he's a bit controlling. So she was at uni. So this documentary leaves out a lot of stuff that I picked up from the podcast. But for context, she was at uni, and she would be studying, right, like for her dissertation or whatever. And he'd say he just wants to come and sit on her bed and just watch her study. And she was like, bro, like, what the fuck, no? Like, And he was older as well, so he was 24. So he was working, like, he was in, in the world. Why do you want to come and watch me do my dissertation? As a 24-year-old, you're in dorms. Okay. Let's come on. And okay. the thing is, I'm not opposed to that. When you're really comfortable with someone, I can be doing my thing, you can be doing your own thing. We're but inside do your we're thing. together. I get it. But, like, you didn't even come to do... You don't have a thing. Yeah, do your... Be There's doing no your thing. thing. Be doing your thing. Please, Lord, be doing your thing. So, eventually, he quits his job because he just wants I was to spend like, did more he have time. a job to begin with yeah he worked in a warehouse oh so he actually had the job yeah you? and he quits his job because he just wants to spend more time with her and she's livid and i'm like yeah you know what? i like this baby because it's like me too i was like molly has sense who wants a bummy nigga like what do you mean you quit your job so we can look at each other so when to the spend lo- time with me like so are we gonna eat love like so is this how you plan on taking care of me and the thing is even if 
I mean, extrapolate into the future. You're mad. You're mad because what we're gonna have a mortgage. You're gonna quit your job to spend time with me. And and secondly, it's like, do you not have other things to do? Like, I cannot be your everything. Like, I am of the strong belief that like, if you're even if you're in a relationship, I cannot be your everything. Yeah. You need you to have, have, to have other other, other yeah. things besides me. I can't be everything to you. That's an unattainable ask. Yeah. <sighs> you quit your job. So she does Come a really on. smart thing where she identifies. Yeah, this is a red flag, and she breaks up with him. Yep, I hear it. And Josh is not having it. So he starts to bombard her and he basically, this guy is so manipulative. So he convinced her that it's her mental health issues that are the issue in the relationship and not him. And he actually tells her that she needs to go and see a GP and like, you know, she's the one that's affecting the relationship. And eventually she takes him back, which, yeah. I understand why she took him back, but the level of manipulation here is wild. Yeah. So um, there's this family party and um, when I was listening to podcasts, so basically what was said was, and I will, if I think, yeah, I'll link the podcast as well so you guys can go and listen to it because there's more detail there. But basically there was this party and it was away from, they live in Kent, right? And this party was away from Kent. I can't remember where it was. And basically she's like, okay, you know what? We've just gone back together. This is a great way for you to meet everyone in my family. Come to the party and, you know, meet people. We'll get our own hotel room, stuff like that. Cool. So he comes and when they get there, Molly's doing her thing. She's chilling with her family. She's having fun. And Josh is just sat there in the corner watching her for the whole night. And they go back to her hotel room and they get into an explosive argument. So obviously in this documentary, her mum's like, yeah, like she starts calling me. She's like, come to my room. He's lost it. And he's basically, when the mum comes, he's basically filming her. And he's filming her reacting to what he's saying, like to the mm-hmm. stuff he's done. But obviously when you would look at, if you ever looked at the, the, the tape, it would make her seem crazy. And then she's like, so after this, when she leaves with her mum, she's sitting back and she's thinking this is really weird. Like, why was he filming me? And she starts to get nervous because it's like, if your partner was, like, if you and your partner were having an argument, the last thing you'd think of doing is filming them. Unless they were actually being, like, physically, like, abusive or something like that. Mm -hmm. And you need If you were in danger. Yeah. But, like, just a normal, like, argument. Why are you filming them? So she starts to think this is really, really crazy. So, again, he's back to using his mental health as, like, you know, uh, a weapon against an her. excuse. Yeah. yeah, he's basically telling her to focus, like trying to get her to focus on him, telling him that he has mental health issues, using that as an excuse for like all the things he's done. And this, they have a cup, um, a holiday booked for me. So we learn that she goes on this holiday, and whilst they're there, like they're arguing, bear, he's just being completely unreasonable, like just really, really laying it on her thick, and she has like an anxiety attack and she's texting her friends because this documentary has loads of like in like text like screenshots of her text messages with her friends mm-hmm. and she's basically like yeah like i don't know what's wrong with me i've got an anxiety attack things just aren't going well blah, 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 blah. and so basically when she gets back from that holiday she breaks up with josh and yeah. everyone in everyone in her life is like yeah like this is good like there was nobody who didn't agree with her breaking up with him because they all found him really really like strange at this point like another thing i learned as well just like from other research on the case and everything was like he had tried so many times to isolate her so he kept saying to her like spend less time with your friends he tried to make it seem like they were an issue like to their like towards their relationship like he wanted to just isolated and completely reliant on him so obviously they were like yeah like this is good that you've 
breaking up with him. And it is good. It's the thing. It's like the saddest thing about this whole documentary is that like Molly does the right thing all the time. Like Molly always does the. Right, there's nothing that Molly does yeah. that is wrong, and it's still it didn't work out for her. And this is why I'm never ever here for like victim blaming because. Like, even people that are, like, oh, like, when it comes to stuff like trigger warning rape, but when it comes to stuff like rape and people are, like, oh, like, you know, even shit like, oh, you know, you shouldn't have walked back by yourself and this and that. Like, yeah, there are always measures we can take to be safer and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. the truth of the matter is, if somebody wants to do something to you, they will do it. There's not, like, with this, Molly did, there was not a single thing. There was never a moment in this documentary where I was, like, oh, like, she really shouldn't have done that. Like, short of never like liking his profile on tinder As there was in, nothing don't go on don't do anything in fact even the fact that you left the house even the fact that you fe- just sit in the house yeah, forever forever don't do a thing yeah it's wild so um just starts the whole thing love bombing trying to get her back um you know com- trying to convince her that you know it's her not him and they're, they're meant to be together um but this time she refuses to take him back and then one when the love bombing isn't working, he then becomes nasty. So he's sending her all yeah. these messages. He goes from upset to angry. Angry real quick. Like, how dare you yeah. kind of angry? Literally talking, like sharing stuff on social media about her taking drugs. And obviously Molly was trying to build like a fitness brand and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So this kind of stuff looks really, really bad for her brand. Yeah. So And just in general. Yeah, just in general. So he asks another woman. And also, sorry, also, it kind of like confirms Molly's suspicions, right? By like, I, I can't really trust this guy because yeah. why are you recording me in a, in, in, in a heated moment that you caused, yeah? It's like it's like you're trying to like um, catch me out or like yeah. build ammunition. And then him coming to say, oh yeah, well, you told me that you were taking cocaine. You told me this and told me that. I'm putting stuff like that on Facebook. It's like, um... Yeah, you were trying to catch her out. Like, the yeah. things that you tell people yeah. in a relationship or that you are comfortable sharing with people you're close to in times where you guys are good, that I don't expect you to... To share, because, yeah. To share. I mean, whether it's true or not true, like, if it's not true, he was lying. If it's true, it's like, I didn't share that with you. I would have put it on my own Facebook if I yeah, wanted, if I wanted to people to know. So and like, how does it go saying... from we were so close I could share this with you and now you're just like, I hate that shit. Like, yeah. even if you, me or you, Forenzia, fell out today, yeah, there is no way that I'm going online and baiting out anything that you ever told me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just crazy. It's like, you are a mad person. Insanity. <laughs> and also, like, even the whole stuff for oh, like, you don't tell your mum you do drugs. Yeah, who fucking tells their mum they do drugs? Exactly. So, like, <laughs> do you tell your mum? Like, yeah, like, what the fuck are you talking about? And it's like, she's still my mum. Would you think she's going to disown me now because I do drugs? Come on. What To what end? Like, what was the point of this? It was so wild. So, um, Josh seems to have only have people in his life via like social media right because mm. there's this other girl who he'd previously matched with on tinder and he messages um. this girl and he spins some story so basically what i from research the other podcast everything the story he spun to this other girl was that molly was um stalking him like she was insane or something was wrong with her and he needed to know where she was so he could be safe so he asked this girl to follow her uh, sorry to follow her yeah follow her on social media and stuff like that and give him updates because he wanted to avoid her okay they didn't make that clear in this documentary yeah, in so this documentary it was kind of like oh he had this friend that he kind of met matched with and didn't get on with and he was just kind of like oh yeah i need to know where she is blah 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 to be honest i'm always very suspicious when a guy is like oh yeah that's my ex she's crazy or like yeah whatever. Like, i always just think like is she 
Mm. Is she? And if she is, why is she? Yeah. It means a red flag for me. Any guy that says my ex is crazy, I'm like, yeah, you're the problem. I'm like, crazy how? Crazy who? Define crazy. Do you know what I mean? So, I mean, I get that it's not the... But I... After watching this, I was like, whoever that friend is, because they don't name and shame, yeah? They need to name and shame. Because I was like, who is she? Even with context, who is she? Because even if a guy is telling you this, that, and the third year, the level of detail he was asking her for... It's weird. It was weird. It wasn't like, oh... Literally, it wasn't like, oh, like, once in a while, like, oh, like, I... Even if you message me and be like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I went out, she was there, like, you know, also, I don't know, but it was just weird. He, exactly. He was it was always... like, I, you wanted, you, you were the aggressor, almost like, yeah. you wanted to know where I she was. Like it wasn't was like, so oh, clear. shit, like, um, I'm, I'm here and she's there. It was so clear to me that he was the aggressor from what he was asking her to do. I don't know how, I, I put it down to immaturity. I just said, hopefully this baby's like 18 and, and she knew no better. I like, doubt it, man. But, boy, yeah. yeah she yeah fam and she was just like it's almost like she relished the yeah, chance to be a part of it it was like she was giving anyway energy yeah so um once this yeah is once she starts telling him everything he then takes a, a step further and not only is he like putting up these like statuses he's putting screenshots that are like kind of like i don't know if it's confirming because he didn't like i couldn't pause it long enough to read but it seemed like they there was some conversations there about drugs and he was sharing it and he would like tag her family in it so they contact facebook facebook pulls down the first um posts he does and then when he comes back and he starts again they refuse to remove those posts because they didn't actually breach their community guidelines and they didn't see it as like a pattern of stalking which is why it's crazy because it's like if i just make a post on facebook and say oh forensic shit yeah mm. and they they're just like okay you can't say shit so that's bad take it down but if i say oh forens smells oh forens is ugly oh for-, it's like that the fact that i'm on like constantly 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 talking about forens like that is a pattern of yeah, harassment do you know what i mean but they, but they don't. and it's like you have to connect the dots babe yeah. and like be like all right cool yeah this as a whole is wrong not just this one individual post and that's what one, one of the talking heads said and i was just like it just shows that there needs to be better regulations on social media because this is wild yeah so seven days before molly's death she actually makes a file um and she takes it to the police god do uk police officers yeah like what a dishonorable occupation I don't know, like even do you know what? Recently, I've started watching Luther. Oh, and everyone, there's a is there a movie coming out this year? That's what I movie. heard. Everyone keeps going on about Luther, Luther, Luther. So I was like, okay, let me watch this and see what it's all about because I did. I had no clue what it was about, right? So someone oh, mentioned Elba. something else. That's why work. people watch it. What, huh? I think it's just Idris Elba. I think that's why people watch it. I think so because this show, yeah. Like I'm watching it because I like crimey kind of shows, but it's actually shit. <laughs> and I keep thinking, okay, maybe a shit because these are the first. I'm on the second season, so maybe it'll get better. But it's shit. Like, yeah, mm. I've watched wa- it in a long time. Yeah, but I, even the premise of the show. Sh- yeah, that- he's a he's a detective, and he but he just crimes, right? he, he's so dodgy. How does he get away with all this dodgy stuff that he does? That one, I don't think that's too far fetched, bro. Like, I do feel like the corruption be corrupting. 
And he is always brooding. What are you so angry about? Constantly, like go that is therapy. That is what doesn't make sense to me. He's always so angry. But you know how these main like detectives, like their wife was killed and they don't know who did it. Or there's always some like, do you know what I mean? Some main crime that they couldn't solve, and so they try and make it up and solve every other crime. Like they all have like some. It's just weird. The show is just off to me. Something about it is off and unrealistic. But anyways, nonetheless, other Luther is probably the best bet we have in terms of ever solving a crime in this country i'm telling you just what you, <laughs> that was i say all this to say other than him i really don't know like who else we have because seriously these like police officers in the uk i feel like they just so i don't I, I really don't give a fuck like if any of them listen to this i feel like people just become, they absolutely don't <laughs> i feel like people just become police officers because they want a constant paycheck these look too fuck or, i don't think so i think they want a position of power like you know how there was um but I at least do a- something with that power these not just sit like some of them do like obviously they're really dodgy ones who are fucked up but like for example this one they go to him and they tell him this girl they have a file they have done your job you, you're meant to collect they've literally file. done every, all you had to do was take it over the line literally That's it. 70% of your job was done and they, all they do is they call this guy and they say to him stop it they say hey mate yeah give it a rest give it a rest pack it in <laughs> and he's like I've done nothing wrong if you think this is bad there's more to come and they're like alright mate I say alright <laughs> cool, right, speak to you soon speak to you soon <laughs> bye love <laughs> and that's it that is and, actually, and, and that guy will close that file for the day and he's done his day's work i say done i've done He'll my go and get a cuppa, two digestive biscuits and he's done fish and he is chips a rich for tea. dinner it's a rich tea and he dipped it into the and he's done he's like yeah all in a day's work he he goes home and he's like child today drain me <laughs> and then seven days later molly's dead as in this is what i'm saying i don't know i don't know if it would work or if it could be a thing but like i'm sorry you if you have done an inadequate job investigating yeah and someone is killed surely you should also face some time in jail yeah i think so because not if not for your negligence that person it's negligence that's it it's negligence you should go to people parents go to jail for negligence yeah so yeah basically guys that was the summation of the conversation he had with the police officer not even a knock on the door like they could not be bothered even intimidate you the people you should really be intimidating you don't want to intimidate a phone call (sighs) that could have been anyone it could have been anyone do you think if a police officer called me and said (laughs) it's the police i put all right love it's the police it's di greg on the podcast do you think i'm gonna be like oh oh yes sir Yes, sir. I'll be like, mm, fuck you. I'll be like, I'm busy, please. My phone's Literally. even on Do Not Disturb. Like, please. <sighs> and he basically threatened her. They're like, there's more Sorry, to come. Sorry, when the police call you, does it come up as police <laughs> on your phone? Like, or is it just what? No, no, no. Because the police have called me before. Um, it just comes up as um, a number. Just a normal number? Yeah. But like it will say the area. I almost didn't pick up because I was like, "Why is this particular area calling?" I don't. Me? I don't. I wouldn't have. I don't. If I don't know, then I'm not answering the phone. Yeah, but obviously, like, there's so many things people call you for these days. I know, and I don't want to. I don't want to. It's like when you get letters. I hate getting letters because I'm just like, what? It's never the anything fuck now? good. It's never good news. It's, it's never, never good news. like at best, it's neutral. At best, it's just okay. Here's your bill, like yeah. that you or your bank statement That's not or whatever. Good news. My bank statement yeah, but isn't a, good news. But I know, but I know, I know, I know <laughs> one day it would be good one news. Day, Jesus name. As of right now, it is bills, bills, bills. It is direct you, debits, no credit in. my automo. There is only like, one entry. What, only one thing goes into my bank account a month. One, Why? fam. 12 times a year. As okay. in, 
Every, okay. Other than that, it's outgoings, outgoings. Outgoings, I ain't trying to outgoings. see that shit. Fuck you. Yeah, and the click, I'm telling you, letters, it's not good news. Phone calls, where I don't know that it's not good news. Yeah. And I don't. And, and, uh, ignorance is bliss as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And it's okay. If it's that important, you will contact me again. Yeah. But yeah, just because when our car got stolen, the police called me, but... Oh, yeah, yeah, It was just a normal number. Um, But yeah, anyways, so <laughs> Muddy applies for a job near her house. And almost immediately, Josh starts going to the gym. Morning and evening. So it's almost like he was going, just waiting to see when he was going to see her. And everyone's like, this starts to get really dodgy. Because how does he even... Till today, they've never found out how he found out that she applied to a job. like. And also, I'm sorry, yeah. Maybe this should be my real crime. But you went to gym more than a night, bro. It did not show. Like he didn't, he didn't show. Did you lift a single weight while you nah, were? Nah, but he was toned. He was just skinny, but he was toned. Morning and night. Okay. Probably. Morning and night. No. Okay. Yeah. No. Okay. But it was only for seven days from <laughs> Monday. <laughs> so we see footage of so on the 29th of June, basically, we see this footage of Josh going to buy a knife, and that's my mum's birthday. And funny enough, when I was listening to the podcast, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this girl died on your birthday, and she was stabbed by her boyfriend." And I was like, "That is the second yeah. bad thing that happened on the 29th of June." So, ha. um, wow, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so he goes to buy this kitchen knife from Asda. I'm not gonna lie, like I think if you're gonna stab me, I deserve a bit more. I thought so. Knife. I was like, as the price, tap Can tap. Can you imagine? No, well, not even a cheeky waitrose. I deserve more. Or even like a where do you get knives from? Like I- IKEA, IKEA. No, not IKEA. Like there's some like you really... can get knives from IKEA. No? Yeah, you can, but like I deserve. Where would you get a good knife? Like a kitchen. John quality. Lewis. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. John Lewis would have like good knives. Something, you know, a bit. Yeah. Something bougie. So, yeah. Like... Nothing, not, not something that comes in plastic. Can you imagine? I'm not like a you know piece of value meat like come on um you're ridiculous <laughs> so molly finds out that josh has deleted all posts so again this kind of dips back so molly finds out that josh has deleted all posts of her and um is then posting about being single and she's ex- like ecstatic yeah. she's so happy she's like okay yeah he's now like posting about he's being moving single. on he's moving on i'm free at last free at last Thank God Almighty. And they're like, all her friends now are like, that was probably a ploy just to get her to relax yep. and let her guard down. To get her guard down. Molly and her friends go to a restaurant to celebrate her getting like an internship. And when they she posts that she's going to be there. And then we see like, basically obviously through the small investigation that the police finally did, they find out that Josh had actually changed a date he had to that location. And again, nobody till this day knows how he knew that she was going to be at that location. Like she did post it, but she blocked him on everything. She blocked his sneaky link that had been like stalking her on everything. So nobody mm-hmm. knows how he found out that she was going to be there. No, was it not Snapchat? Well, she had she didn't have him on Snapchat, but he maybe he made a burner because she had him on no social media. But she posted. I think that if you've got social media, yeah, there is a way. Of course like especially someone as jobless remember he's jobless like he has 24 hours a day I don't seven know days a week that date, mate. to do this shit he probably didn't he probably was saying oh let's split it so she went to he goes on the date with this babe and like molly sees him and she is just like what the fuck is going on she's really rattled and she dips and she's like yeah i'm going home to watch love island like this is this is crazy it's some bullshit so back to 2019 and this day is really chilling and sad so um Molly goes off to the gym 
and then we see like her car 2017 yeah 2017 is what i said you said 2019 oh so um so molly goes off to the gym and we see her car like driving to the gym and then like eight minutes later josh's car's driving to the gym like i'm sorry what is it like so she goes into the gym at 1006 10 14 josh goes into the gym and it's a pure gym so like she's in this room i guess where you do like stretches and just like free exercise like there's, yeah, no, like space. there's no equipment yeah and then he comes in and puts a mat right by her and starts exercising this is so this intimidating is, it's so scary though because you know the level of madness you must have yeah. to do this to your ex and we're in public and we're in public so we see the cctv footage of him going in and then she walks so for a while she airs him and then she walks over to him and she's like bro like what are you doing here aren't you at work and he's like yeah it's none of your business like you have no right to ask me that question and she's like okay you know what whatever so she's texting her friends her mum at this time and everybody's like you know what just leave like get your stuff and leave so josh actually leaves we see the cctv footage of him leaving this room he goes downstairs comes back upstairs hovers around for a bit then goes down and i think he wanted to kill her there and then he i think because when he he leaves when he comes back it's like he's gonna go back into the gym yeah and then it's like he quickly runs it's almost like he almost like he sees that she's leaving and then he's like oh shit let me come yeah like i think he wanted to kill her there but he either saw that she was getting ready to leave or he was worried somebody was going to come and stop him or heard something and he didn't go in but i think that's what he wanted to do at that point and you know what's crazy as well about the about when he kind of like pulls up next to her yeah Mm. is i was looking at the ccd feel like molly like don't talk to him don't talk to him don't talk to him but i understand why she spoke to him because it's like are you like what the fuck is wrong with you do you know what i mean it's like you're just thinking like you have violated me so much like online like via text like just emotionally whatever yeah, and now you've come now into my physical again. space yeah. and you're violating me again yeah. like I, when i was first watching it i was like, oh molly i beg like just just don't say anything like just just this guy doesn't exist but it's so much easier to say that not being in that situation yeah, like yeah. i cannot guarantee that i wouldn't have been like and you the would fuck? Ne- like you would never expect him to kill you so exactly. you're gonna go talk to him in all his madness you wouldn't think he's plotting as in premeditation like you brought your fucking asda knife and you've brought it with you to the gym because even if you were really trying to cut value chicken yeah you wouldn't have brought it to the gym yeah nah it's wild i think like just looking at that now obviously i'm not saying she did anything wrong but with all the information i have now if i was ever in that situation which i wouldn't be because i'm married but yeah but if I was ever people ever, stalk people all the time I guess that's true if I was ever in that situation I'd just go up to him and be like oh my gosh like I miss you I want to get back together with you and no. huh I would I don't know I no do you know why you would do that because for me the minute somebody like he stalked her at the restaurant right then he's come to you at the gym stalk because even if say he didn't know let's say in your wildest imagination he didn't know she was at that gym when you open your room and you see that your ex is there by themselves it's fucking awkward you okay. wouldn't go into the room but he went into the room and went next to her. You immediately know this guy is not normal. Yeah. So for me, just to get out of that situation safely, I'll just tell him, oh, like, hey, like, you know, I've been thinking about things and I would dip. And then I'm going straight to the police and being like, You're going distressed. straight to the police. You're going to call Josh and say, hey, yeah, I know she said she liked you, babe, but, you know, he doesn't really. I no. just think that that's like a, maybe a temporary escape, but he's going to, like you said before, of like, course, if a guy yeah. really wants to do, in that situation, like, I don't even know what to say that you should have done. Besides, no, she didn't. But she in any did, case, he's. She, yeah, she it's, didn't. It's, and you know what's so scary about this clip that we see as well is that, like, it's literally like a, 
a stopwatch to like her last moments. Yeah. It literally is like from this moment where he comes into the gym, you're you're dying. Yeah. And it's literally just like a countdown to when he's going to kill you because he's so unhinged. It's like at that point, there was nothing that she could have done. And it's just so, so sad. There's, no, it's like, there's absolutely nothing she could have done in that situation. If she immediately had come and she tried to leave immediately, I think he would have just killed her. There's, I, there was no right or wrong. I like, I just think with, for me to, he just, he's just fucked. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what makes it so sad because in my head I was watching it and it's literally just like a stop clock, just like. And you know, you're watching people like, oh. do like things and you're like, "Don't do this." Don't. There was nothing I could yeah. have said. Exactly. Like, watching it, there was nothing I was like, "Molly, don't." But then that's scary. It makes it even more scary because it's like to all, everyone out there, yeah. It's like, what do you say? You know, normally when it's like, oh yeah, you know, oh as long as I I get home before twelve, or as long as yeah. my skirt sweeps the ground, or as long there's as nothing. there's nothing you can do. There's actually nothing you can do. In that situation. So Josh leaves, yeah, and he goes into his car. There's, again, footage of him circling around the car park. And this car park is, like... So it's one of those, like... It's it's one of those, like, places where there's loads of different shops, yeah. Because I know what I want to say, but if you're not from... Like, if you you know where Boreham Wood is, it's like that Boreham Wood... If any of the listeners know where that is, it's like that Bournemouth shopping thing where there's like M and S and Next and all of that. It's got it's like them like shopping Nando's. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, not, not, it's not like a, it's not like a mall yeah. like a shopping center, but it's like where they have like Different it's like shops. a similar ones like you know in Brent Cross the one like not main where Brent TK Cross Max's. the other side yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah where yeah, like the thing is yeah. yeah it's like one of them ones where it's like not not the main shopping center with like the floors and the levels yeah. and the Zara and stuff yeah. but it's like got different like and Ameri- a massive car park in the middle and then, and then a bunch of like shops, shops around americans it. you have loads of these things in fact most of you well, i mean you do have some malls but you've got loads of things like this yeah but yeah so it's like that and, and so you can see like the cctv footage from that massive car park and it's in the it's in the middle of the fucking day like just, i'm putting into context like this is how 10, you know this guy is insane and he got there at 10 14 yeah so this is like 11 at this point that he's circling right this guy's insane because it's broad day like he does not give a fuck right so she comes out she gets into her car and this guy yanks the door open and immediately starts stabbing her yeah he stops his car in front of her car yeah so she had nowhere to drive to gets out and immediately starts stabbing her and guys i just want to tell you how like wild it is being a woman yeah so I just got a car and I learned on TikTok that you can, with my particular kind of car, you can set it so that when you unlock the door, it only unlocks the driver's seat. And I was like, yeah, this is fucking lit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, because one thing I've always worried about is like when you get into the car, if someone's chasing you or something and you get in, they can like just get into a different seat or something like that. Yeah. So now I'm like, okay, I'm at peace that when I open the door, only the driver's seat door opens. And once I get into a car, the first fucking thing I do is I actually lock the door. Sometimes, yeah, especially in winter with the long coat, my coat is even outside of the door. I don't give a fuck. I drive a bit before <laughs> I open the door and pull my coat in. I'm telling you, this is how, like, this is how yeah, scary it is. Yeah, I do. 100%. And do you know what? I realised that it's a woman thing, yeah, because my boyfriend does not do this. Yeah. When we get in the car, yeah, even when I'm a passenger, yeah, I just, it's instinct. I just lock the door. Like, I just locked the door. And I remember my dad actually, speaking about men, my dad told me when I was, like, really young to do this. One time he was in the car 
and he was sitting in traffic and then like his friend just like opened the door and jumped in the car and was like, oh i saw you can you give me a ride to wherever and he was just like obviously you're my boy like fine whatever but that's wild that anyone can just jump in your in your car like that yeah crazy literally first thing i do before i even like breathe it's like lock that door let's keep it pushing like yeah um, it's so scary it's, it's really really scary and i know it's true because even my husband doesn't like i'll be like babe are the doors locked and he'll do a little chuckle and i'm like oh to be a man to have oh, a to cop, be a man to own a penis and be living <laughs> to free own of, one where did you buy yours <laughs> but um yeah guys actually women listening if you have a mercedes you should you can do it i can't remember how i did it i will post a clip on our story or something of how um or how to and how i did it but do it it's really important and i don't even know if it's just mercedes check any car you have if it has the ability to do it but do it so that only the driver's seat opens you can like override it if you need to like sometimes if i want to put my car if i'm in front of my house i'll I'll override it to put my car in the whatever it's really easy but just do it because mate the stories i've heard um scary scary um so yeah so this guy like stabs her to death right and then everyone's texting molly because she's they've told her to leave they're waiting for her to leave they're texting her not getting and she's telling them yeah i'm leaving because she is leaving she's getting in the car and she's going and they stop getting responses and do you know what yeah i'm just thinking you just know as wild as it is you would know because it's like why isn't she responding and her mom was like molly's gym the gym to the house is 15 minutes away when she wasn't responding she knew like something was off Mm -hmm. so when he's done stabbing her he's just pacing he's not even running away he wasn't trying to hide he's wearing a white wife beater no pun intended blood all over it Mm -hmm. he doesn't care like and i know that from like news articles and stuff a lot of like people in the public like tried to barricade him and people tried to help her but i really don't know how it nobody was able to help. i mean i don't know but yeah i mean i don't think anyone could because deep it yeah she's sitting in the in the car he lunges at her from the passenger side and is just going crazy yeah. and then he he comes out and is just walking around like mm. at that point like are you first aid or no because yeah. how can you help her so um yeah police just come like, everything they're like yep it's me you're like, looking for make sure you're not in a secluded place make sure you're out in the daytime make sure you're in the public da, da, da. she did everything right everything. she did everything right there was nothing she could have done so um molly obviously molly's family's notified and yeah so seven months after like and molly's, her dad's not even in the country like, yeah he's on Senegal, a drill ship on a boat yeah can you imagine like so seven months after- I, I don't know what they t- i don't know what they should just have done but like, I, I don't think if that if th- i wouldn't have told him till he got back you know what's he gonna do out in senegal i don't know it's a tough one yeah it's a tough one so seven months after molly's death josh pleads not guilty on the grounds of diminished responsibility oh piss off and the forensic psychiatrist is like yeah after reviewing him he was not suffering from bipolar um or a personality disorder so diminished responsibility or capacity was not warranted um and basically everyone kind of agrees that he has some sort of character defect Mm -hmm. but that is not like what then leads to you murdering your ex like that exactly 
there's loads of dickheads that don't commit murder. Yeah. Um, also, there's this bit where they're saying like when they're leading him into the courtroom and stuff, there's these guys in like med, basically like medical, like scrubs basically, yeah. yeah. And it's like, they were like, no, fuck that shit. These guys are going to wear their actual uniform because you don't want it to make it seem as if he, he's like sick. Yeah. And bias the jury. Yeah. So, um, during the trial, we learned that Joshua had several girlfriends. And he had done this stalking thing so many times. So he'd even threatened to murder one of his girlfriends. He'd slashed the ties of another. And one girlfriend had reported him to the police. But it wasn't even long. He Again, he was just called... And that was the extent. So can you imagine in a perfect world if this crime had been logged and yeah. then his name had been in the system and then it was flagged again? Molly would be alive today. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like um we did a documentary, I think it was one of the Jeffrey Epstein episodes that we did, and yeah. one of the um survivors there was basically saying, like, look, like it's difficult to report when something has happened to you, but sometimes when you do that, even if it doesn't come full circle for you or for your case, it that could be used to buttress else. a further case yeah. and to kind of help. So like if this had happened or, or been recorded, if the police did their jobs, yeah, then when it came to Molly, it would have been like, look, he's done this to this person, he's done this to this person, he's done this to this person, and also he's doing this to me. Yeah. Like... So Josh was eventually sentenced to life in prison, but with a minimum of 26 years. And yeah, we just see loads of videos of Molly, um, you know, before she passed away and just living her life. And it's really sad. And obviously there's a lot of grief in her family. I don't know, stuff like this makes me wonder, like if if I died, what videos are people going to use of me? The pictures my dad posts on my birthday are not cute so please well yeah but that generation they don't they don't have the access to the snaps i would i would use the videos from your um hindu okay there's some other ones as well just me at concerts and stuff like that just no definitely not you at concerts lord yeah that's we the remember you me. fondly <laughs> please <laughs> use nice videos of me and pictures if i went missing or if i died so yeah, um, I definitely rec- there's some other podcasts that have covered this. I'll post the one I listened to, um, and obviously we'll share the link for the documentary. It was a decent watch in terms of like giving you that like, it wasn't anything salacious. Like it was just telling you the facts of the case. Yeah. But definitely think we should do. Yeah, you should watch it. Was it was just so sad. Like I watched this documentary and it ended, and I just thought, like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. like I don't think that anyone deserves to be killed for the most part yeah but like molly mclaren a hundred percent like there is nothing that she could have done yeah to prevent this and that is what is just terrible like even her mom in the documentary was just like oh she it just seemed like they were just there was one time they were talking about how like they say like oh i love you t- i love you i love you too i love you more like that kind of thing they just just little yeah. things that they had and it was just like this it just this shouldn't have happened yeah it was really really sad honestly guys it was it is it's a nightmare but um in i was gonna say in real life but the family actually have a festival that they run in honor of her um life and people everyone still comes together and people from the community first it was just the community and then they had people all over the world who'd heard her story coming to this festival raising money for like i think it's domestic violence and she loved music she loved festivals so it was it's just in honor of her and i think it's really really lovely oh yeah that's great yeah so yeah now it's time for the real crime i think 
was the beard. Our segment where we focus on something during the documentary that may not be criminal, but we definitely consider to be a crime. Um, mine is Josh and Tim going gym twice a day and not getting hench. Mine was that picture he posted to announce he was single. How corny can you be? Oh, well, the mirror selfie. No, that mirror selfie was one of them. <laughs> okay, but that was not the one. The other one was like, he was feeding a bird and he was like, oh, um, oh. now that I'm single, finally chatting up all the birds. Oh, piss off. And it's like, who are you even posting this for? Your two friends that you have, like... Piss off. Fuck off. So, yeah. And the friends. That was also the other crime. Yeah, she was Stupid a... Stupid bitch. They need to release her name please yeah i want to i just want to chat i just want to talk um what are we doing next well according to the schedule we're doing sour grapes which is about wine fraud that's exciting i have a nice bottle of wine that i can drink for that we haven't really been drinking but for that one i'm gonna bring out the wine oh guys please if you anybody wants to give me tickets to a winery or something like or us let me not be selfish. Oh, so you uh, remembered that there's more than one of you here. <laughs> uh, yeah, guys, please just gift us, man. Just set, be like, guys, just put, send, send us a message and be like, listen, ladies, we love your pod. Here's a trip to a winery. Get drunk on me. There must be a rich person or man or woman. I do not discriminate. That listens to this pod. Honestly, there must be. That will pay for yeah, us to well, go to a winery. I guess we'll see. In it. See you in Naples, baby. <laughs> in it. <laughs> Fly us out, LA. And yeah, take us to the wine country, Sutton, please. <laughs> the wine country. Please. Um, all right, yeah. That's that's everything. So you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff, two girls one doc, um, TikTok, two girls one doc podcast. Um and that's it, yeah. Tell a friend to tell a friend and all that good stuff. Yeah. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. When you leave things unregulated, you allow the wolves to come in and game the system. Prices are skyrocketing. If I told you that you could turn your love of wine into an investment return. Today there is no relation between the prices and what is in the bottle. 20 grand for the bottle, and you want this. Boom, a 1019. We're talking about wine here. The auction scene really started in the 90s. The economy was booming back then. I started being aware of this kind of skinny, geeky, young guy that liked wine. We had this mysterious background. He was like the Gen X Great Gatsby. No one had ever spent that much money that fast. It was ruining the quiet little club that the old guys had. Can you please state your name for the record? Rudy Cornelwin. Stock market is down. Down traders are standing there watching in amazement. I don't blame them. Everything with this fellow just kept coming up fake. Fake wine. In the catalog, it was already wrong and fake. When you find a fake wine, it's a dirt. The more we learned, the larger the epidemic became. FBI agents came here. There's something serious going on. I did not, be- I could not believe. I couldn't believe it. Some of the biggest CEOs of corporate America were duped by this guy. No way. Who created him? Hardly anybody could have done it. That can't be Rudy. 
Can I refill and put the cork back?